Well, hey everyone, welcome to Chicago Queer and Now. I am Adam Rhodes and I'm here with my co-host Taryn Allen. How's it going, Taryn? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, you know, just kicking back, working from home perpetually, um, being terrified of COVID. Yep, the usual. usual. This is the first episode of a brand new podcast from the Chicago Reader. I'm the social justice reporter at the Chicago Reader. And uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, Taryn? Uh, Yeah, my name is Taryn Allen. I'm the editorial associate at the Reader. Um, And we have a podcast now. That's crazy. That's wild. I I still don't believe this. (laughs) It feels wild um, to have a podcast, especially because we're both like pretty new to Chicago. Yeah, so this will kind of be a journey of us learning about the city as we go. Um, Two young queer people just, you know, figuring shit out and like talking about pop culture, talking about media. We're going to do some some cool interviews with some of our queer coworkers and also just like Chicagoans who we want to talk to. Yeah, for sure. And like there's going to be a queer angle to pretty much everything we do on this podcast. We're going to be digging into like pretty much everything under the queer umbrella, like relationships, identities, um, pop culture, a little bit of politics. I know we're all very, very tired of that, but unfortunately it's the world we live in. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think this is just going to be a really fun, cool space for us to just like be queer as hell. Uh, Today we're going to do a little Q and a to, to kick things off. We're going to talk about clothes and yeah. just like being a queer person and dressing, which is kind mm-hmm. of its own unique experience, I would say. Yep, I um, am a proud look queen. So I definitely um, like to shop for interesting pieces. And as I've kind of come into my gender identity, those pieces have also kind of started to evolve. Um, I actually have a couple skirts and a couple dresses that I really like now, some heels, um, but I'm really excited to hear like how you express yourself, Taryn. Yeah, we are kind of at an interesting sort of opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of like what outfits make us feel gender euphoria so I'm excited to talk about it yeah Um, because I will not be caught dead in heels in a dress but I'm so glad that you're (laughs) excited about them amazing um I feel like we should just like switch wardrobes like you can have my like what was it like 2018 wardrobe which is just like shorts polos like very mask um and if there are any high heels pumps or anything that you're you got lying around (laughs) hit a gal up uh, I'd have to raid my girlfriend's closet. I, I never <laughs> went through a, a big phase with that stuff. But it's sweet, sweet, sweet. I think Monica might be mad if I steal her shoes, though. Yeah, I don't know. She might be. She might be excited to share. <laughs> That's true. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I guess just starting things off. Uh, Taryn, tell me what you're wearing today. Uh, yeah. So pretty, pretty classic Taryn outfit. I got my glasses. I got a foxtrot market hat which is a local place in chicago it's kind of a light blue denim uh, i'm a big Ooh. baseball hat person uh i got a t-shirt on from meow wolf have you ever heard of meow wolf i don't think it rings a bell but i can't like visualize it yeah it's it's that place in santa fe they're building more locations uh in different cities now but it's kind of this like interactive art space slash museum slash just like yeah like creative space in Santa Fe that's really interesting it's a big tourist destination uh my aunt lives there so I went with a couple of friends Ooh. a while back and so I got this black t-shirt on it has kind of a like doodly wolf howling at the moon on it mm-hmm. um I wear that a lot so it's kind of a staple I have shorts like soccer shorts from Adidas and I got my white socks and sneakers on so it's it's pretty 
pretty classic. I was gonna say that's. I think every time I've seen you, that is like very much the vibe. Yep, um, yep. That's I love it. it. No, you've got like great style. I think it's super cool. And today I am wearing actually one of my favorite T-shirts. It's a kind of. Uh, it's a little bit of like a not safe for work T-shirt from an artist I really like on Instagram called Big Boy Pinups. They do. Um, pinup tattoos of uh bigger like bearish guys if you know what a bear is and like the gay community and i have a t-shirt where it's like a pizza delivery boy um but i turned that into a crop top recently so i'm wearing that uh i am wearing my favorite favorite skirt it is a this like kind of beige tan ish um plaid pleated skirt and it's super super comfy um and then i am also actually wearing those aforementioned trans trans pride flag uggs because again those are my house slippers and i work from home so i love it yeah the energy that is radiating from you in this outfit is so good i feel like it is like also aggressively me because it's like with the not safe for work and it was like i'm like kind of a wild child like that and with the skirt it's got like the kind of like queer vibes to it so yeah we never worked in office together so i have no sense of like what your kind of like business uh and business outfit is like a loose term at the reader anyway, but oh my God, for sure. just in terms of what you would wear to work on a day to day, I don't really know. So, right. I actually, um, at my last job, it was very much like a button up and like nice ish pants, um, mm-hmm. kind of office. And so I don't know if like any of that would then translate to the reader. I think if I showed up to the reader's office every day wearing like a button up and slacks, like it would like stress fill about, you'd be the only one doing that I would be, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like someone might have to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> hire someone for HR then that HR person would then say right we have a dress code and you're being too formal right now (laughs) maybe relax yeah so uh so give me give me the evolution of your clothing style like were there certain eras of your life where you swung more masculine or feminine or neither and like whether that's based on your gender identity or just like outside circumstances like school or like work like we're talking about Yeah, um, actually, when I first moved to New York City in, I think it was 2015, I did, like, I feel like I did dress a lot more, like, stereotypically, like, mask. I was more in, like, wearing shorts, and, like, I had a big chain necklace, and I would wear, like, boots all the time. And so I feel like I was um, wearing, like, the New York, um, I feel like that was kind of, like, the the queer, like, dressing vibe in New York at the time. It was very... um, I don't know. I feel like it had a lot to do with like the local kink scene as well, because it felt mm. like um, that was like, I guess, like a popular look at the time. Yeah. Um, I also worked in Chelsea, which is the queer area of town, or which was the not the, one of the queer areas of New York City. And we uh, worked a block from this popular like f- quasi fetish um, streetwear store called Nasty Pig. So I think oh. that influenced um a lot of my fashion choices because like I would like essentially see people wearing stuff like that every day when I would go to work and I think it would influence that um but then actually since I've like come to Chicago um and like explored my gender identity a little bit I um have definitely kind of softened my look a lot more I've been wearing a lot more like I used to like never wear pink like pink was not a color that I like would really wear ever I didn't have anything pink and now I have like pink boots that I'm like obsessed with and like I have um, like pink, like a wrist cuff that's like pink and it's super cute. And so I think I'm definitely like almost softening my look in a way that yeah. I think it's super cool. I'm like enjoying like that, um, that like transition. Good. And, and what about when you were a kid? Like, where did you kind of start? 
honestly, I didn't like, I did not pay attention to like what I wore as a kid. It was mostly like what my parents bought for me. It was okay. like, hey, we have to like go to Sears and buy you shorts for school, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or um, actually when I was growing up, I went to schools that had like pretty strict dress codes, like in elementary school and in middle school, we had to wear like khakis and polos. Oh, um, okay. So it was like, I almost like didn't have a choice for what to wear. But like when I got to high school, I only had like either like cargo shorts, like khaki shorts or like t-shirts and polos. So again, it was like super limited. Um, but I remember when I went to college and like when I got my first job, I was just like, oh, I can pick the clothes that I want. Oh my and gosh. I can pay for them. It was like such a moment. And yeah. I blame that moment for all of my um, credit card debt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've always been curious about like queer people who go to schools with uniforms and just don't even have that trial and error experience for a lot of their life. So I I'm glad you've been able to kind of come out of that in a positive way and, and feel more like yourself now. Yeah, it was, it's been super interesting. Like I, I don't know if I would have even like clocked that, like, oh, I don't have like, I don't know, like not having control over my outfits, like wasn't like, I guess like a like traumatic or like bad experience for me as a queer person. Cause I guess I didn't have like a level of dysphoria that like some people obviously would in that scenario. Right. But I definitely think like, I feel a lot more comfortable in my clothes now. I like, it definitely um, is not like a them wearing me moment, which is what I kind of felt at that time. Yeah. So maybe it was, maybe that is dysphoria. Maybe I'm describing dysphoria. <laughs> Um, so how about you? Has, how has your style evolved? Um, you said you were like never a heels person. So like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty much a tomboy from the get go. I played a lot of sports when I was a kid. I was like, you know, the only girl on my like baseball and soccer teams and just really leaned into like having guy friends and, and like emulating the style that they put out. Um, I have two sisters and so I feel like I really was the odd one out for a long time and wanting to shop in the boys section and stuff. Um, when I was in middle school, that was when I cut my hair super short, um, which kind of lost, like made me lose the signifier that I was a girl. Um, and I think as a kid, I really hated being misgendered. And I know it wasn't something that made my parents super thrilled either. Like when people would like refer to me as like a little boy or use he him pronouns or something. Um, so I kind of swung the opposite way in the way I dressed and leaned into like slightly more feminine clothes in like middle and high school. Um, it was only like in college and especially once I started dating my girlfriend that I felt more comfortable just like really leaning into the androgyny and like shopping in the men's section with confidence and not feeling like I was being judged super hard and and just being able to kind of follow what made me feel more authentically me um so I feel like I am am kind of in a good place now and just really yeah really leaning into that and refining my wardrobe so that a lot of things make me feel happy and and I'm less worried about putting kind of like the female signifiers out there um yeah. Nice. We love to see it. I love, yeah. um, I love it when like queer people can describe like the expression of just like, oh, I'm like wearing clothes that make me feel good now. And like, no matter what that is, I think it's like always such like a powerful and like such a uniquely queer experience sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think obviously like that everyone, almost everyone goes through a phase on their life where they might not like fit comfortable, fit very comfortably in like what they're wearing. 
Um, but I think like as queer people, that feeling can like run a little deeper, like be a little different. So I think like, I think it's so great that like we're both in places where we're like, at least like relatively comfortable with what we're wearing and how we're presenting. Yeah, I think it's something that you just have to learn about yourself. Like, I, I just feel like for so long, it was a feeling that I couldn't put into words. Like when I would put on just like a good like button down shirt or like a really casual outfit, like shorts and a t-shirt and and just feeling like, why does this make me feel more myself and more like gender euphoria than any any outfit that society would put me in like as a girl. So I think I think I have come a long way in just like really embracing that, which feels good. Yeah, very cool. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you go shopping, Taryn, like what are some of the brands that you like really gravitate toward? You referenced Meow Wolf. You said you're wearing Adidas shorts. Um, what are like some brands that are like your go-tos? Yeah, I feel like I recently have done a lot of shopping at Levi's for like their their t-shirts and stuff. I have a lot of Adidas wear. Um I am doing more shopping at Vans and just kind of getting into more like skateboarding style, which has been cool. Um, also, like the men's section at like American Eagle or Uniqlo have been pretty reliable in terms of finding things that like fit my style and fit my body in the way I wanted to. Um, what about you? Where do you shop? Sweet. I actually mostly shop like online. Um, I definitely yeah, don't know. Yeah, me too. um well but even like um I don't know if I'm like super brand loyal but like I um I'll go to I feel like it swings it'll go from like Target to then like Zara or like ASOS um I think those like online marketplaces are the places that I have um explored like my gender identity a little more in terms of like the clothing I pick because I think Mm -hmm. it's like a lot more comfortable and a lot like easier emotionally like try on a dress in my house and being like ah yes I hate how this looks on me goodbye as opposed to like be like ah yes now I'm just like this ugly person in a dress in a dressing room (laughs) so um I don't know if we're like shopping for dresses in person yet is definitely not where I'm at but um I think for where I'm at right now like the online marketplaces are definitely um what I'm comfortable with and they've served me pretty well so I'm like no complaints that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Shopping in store kind of outside of your, uh, I guess the, the gender that society would prescribe you is mm-hmm. a unique experience. Um, I think, yeah, it took me time to build confidence in doing it. Um, also I'm so lazy that if I buy stuff online and it doesn't feel good or like doesn't fit, then it feels like more of a hassle to return it. So I am much more likely to to go in store and be able to try it on and in the dressing room right away, being able to be like, absolutely not. Or like, yes, this feels good. And now I can buy three of them because I know that I like it. Um, yes. Oh my God. I lo- Oh my gosh. The logic of being like, I have to stock up on this because it looks good. A hundred percent. I will do that. Especially with like a good pair of pants. If I find it, I will buy oh, like truly. two more in different colors so that I just you have like, to get have the it. colors. Exactly. Um, I will say, I feel very attacked by the laziness comment because there is a bodysuit sitting on my vanity that is waiting <laughs> to be returned so that I bought and I'm too lazy to repackage and send back so um, that's what I'm saying you'll get there keep, though <laughs> I'll get there keep you'll my name it. out your mouth yeah um, <laughs> but um listen it's very difficult to go to the mailbox okay um yeah 
it's so much work i understand <laughs> um all right so uh what are like some of your you mentioned you really like skateboarding style are you um kind of look to your guy friends for style influences who are your style influences now yeah i think especially in the past year i've gotten into just like exploring skateboarding culture in person and online um people like brianna king uh have been really cool she's a like model and skateboarder um other people just like on instagram who i follow would be like lane weber or uh tj lucas box i feel like both of their kind of androgyny um fits really well um but yeah i feel like i went for so long without having like people in my life who were like female who would dress more androgynously um so it's it's only been in recent years that i have been able to look to like because because it, it's not in like mainstream celebrity culture really um mm -hmm. so you kind of have to know where where to look elsewhere to find those those icons to look for but what right. about you i mean i mean very that i like don't have a ton of like mainstream celebrity um and suppose i think well now thankfully because of i guess where like our culture at is at in terms of uh like queer um assigned male at birth representation um like billy porter is a big like style icon in that like mm -hmm. he will dress very femininely and be comfortable with it like the oscars like ball gown comes to Amazing. mind like oh god i would pay anything to have that outfit um Jonathan Van Ness is like relatively a style icon, but like I admittedly don't like some of his outfits. Um, so I don't yeah. know if he's a style icon actually then. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, David Bowie, like in terms of his uh, like rejection of like gender norms is a big, um, I guess more of an aesthetic icon than anything. Yeah. And I really like Alakvade Menon. The, they are um, a gender non-conforming um, model activist, and they, I really like all of the looks that they put together. Um, and I just, I really like all of their their aesthetics. Nice. You mean that Harry Styles breaking all the boundaries of men wearing dresses is not your style icon? Ugh, I cannot <laughs> even talk about Harry Styles. Right. If that twinkie little white boy wears one more dress and gets like headlines for it, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Uh, just like appropriating black culture and and just getting all the credit for it, you know? Ugh, appropriating, like, I don't know. How about we actually, like, celebrate the trans people who would ordinarily... I mean, I think Harry Styles enjoys so much privilege in being able to, like, wear those clothes because, number one, he's doing it, like, at photo shoots and things. Mm -hmm. And he's also doing it on, like, red carpets when there's, like absolutely no way that he would suffer any of the same consequences that like gender non-conforming and trans people do when they dress a certain way right um, when you're just like an artsy like straight white guy you yeah you're like can really get edgy. applauded for it yeah you're so brave yeah so brave for wearing a shapeless white dress on the cover of vogue <laughs> exactly um, yeah uh lord every time i mean like Oh yeah, I could go forever about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to derail us with that. Well, now I have to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So coming up next on Chicago Queer Now, Taryn and I are just going to be asking each other even more questions. But these questions are going to be really focused on like our identities and who we are as people. So stay tuned for that. 
Chicago Reader podcasts are recorded on Sure Microphones. Born in Chicago, Sure has been bringing stories to life on stage and in the studio for nearly 100 years. Whether you're listening along or starting a project of your own, Sure makes extraordinary audio products you can rely on anywhere, anytime. Learn more at Sure.com. All right, so every couple of episodes, Taryn and I are just going to be exchanging some questions. Number one, so y'all can learn about us. And so Taryn and I can learn about each other. We're still kind of relatively new coworkers. But also, I think this gives us the listeners a space to ask us any questions that they may have. And this is a totally safe space to ask questions about queerness, about Chicago, about us, um, about my dog, about Taryn's cats, all of that stuff. Um, so do you want to go first, Taryn? Yeah, sure. So... Tell me about your queer identities to start. Like you identify as non-binary, right? You also yeah. identify as trans. Yeah, definitely. So I do also identify as trans. Um, and a writer I really, really admire, Travel Anderson, has an essay about like the intersection of like non-binary and trans identities. Um, but so the way I see myself is that um by being non-binary, I have understood my gender as moving beyond like that binary, I mean, by definition. And so I think that's what makes me trans. It's moving outside of like that, the cisgender idea of like what boy and girl is. Yeah, that makes sense. I know there's been some kind of discourse about like the term trans being more reserved for, yeah, people who are kind of physically or fully transitioning kind of within the binary, which is arguably a, a different experience because mm -hmm. you haven't like phys physically transitioned um but yeah it's still valid that you're trans right yeah totally that's actually literally what the essay is about it's about like the preoccupation of like surgeries making people trans um mm -hmm. and that like being trans is not like a medical condition or like a medical procedure it's like an identity and a like an innate personhood as opposed to um the surgeries that we often chai or chastise um straight people for like commenting on mm -hmm. that makes sense uh and i know you use they them pronouns yep. like when did you start using them and like what does that mean to you um i think i don't know exactly when it was actually relatively recently definitely this year i think I think I could be actually be wrong about that. Um, but I think it was just as I understood myself to be non-binary and like definitely kind of like moving away um, and definitely I think moving away from the, uh, again, that binary and like the idea of like where I sit within that. Mm -hmm. um, that's, and like, as I started to be more comfortable, like uh, I think expressing myself that way, that's when I uh, started to use they, them the most. Okay. And, and how has that, gone over with like the people and circumstances in your life because you're you're out at work presumably out to your family yeah um so with work it has essentially been seamless um everyone is very very lovely the, i am blessed with wonderful um accepting coworkers. I, i've literally only had one example of like someone being a jerk about it and it was like some random person on a dating app and he was like that's complicated and i was like i know that like okay <laughs> It's like, yeah. and what? It's like, water is wet. Goodbye. Right. It doesn't it make it less funny. less true or less valid. Just it like was just so funny. But it was also someone like not even like remotely nearby. So like, um, 
like especially on the gay dating or the gay male dating apps um there's some like sometimes people are just like talking they're like thousands of miles away and was like i could tell you like i am on a farm raising chickens and like you don't even fucking know so like who is this person to me whatsoever take a step back right it's essentially like really in like my mentality it's like this weird twitter bot is yelling at me that i have like no just like okay goodbye yeah for sure uh, what do you what do you say to people who are like oh like I totally respect that you use they them pronouns but like it's so hard for me like it just sounds so weird I'm not used to it that kind of thing. Um, oh, I don't know what I would like say to someone. Um, mostly because I have social anxiety. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if I had to like actually confront somebody about or if somebody came up to me and said like. I get it, but it's like hard and I don't think I can do it. I would, I would probably just not talk to that person anymore, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think like, I'm definitely um, one of those people that's like, oh, I don't need you around me. It's like, yeah. goodbye. You gotta and, like, be willing to, to put the effort in and try. Like it's, I think it's a little valid that it's hard because it's something in the English language that we, for a lot of people don't use every day. But mm-hmm. but yeah, just to be like, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using your other pronouns or whatever. So it's like, it's like, and I'm going to use no pronouns for you because I will not talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I have some questions for you, Taryn. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess just uh, turning it right back around to you, it's like what um. What media and entertainment made you realize you were queer? Like, I feel like this reminds me of like the last culture racist question. It's like, what culture was for you? Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I had a kind of breakthrough piece of media like a lot of people did. Um, You know, I still had crushes on cute boys when I was a kid. I was really into Josh Hutcherson for a while. He was on my Pinterest board. Um, Was that the hair? I I don't know. know Oh my gosh, what if it was? Um, I, I think one thing I remember is really latching on to the lesbian wedding episode of Friends, um, just because that was like a show that was like safe to watch. And I was just like watching Friends, but also if I watched that episode a little extra just to like feel things out and like see the lesbians with my own eyes, I don't know that just like, it kind of satisfied a curiosity a little bit, even though obviously there's a lot of problematic things about that show. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that comes to mind. I guess back to more of like um, a personal question. When did you come out? When did I come out? I came out for the first time at the end of my freshman year of college. Um, it wasn't really grounded in like a new relationship or any big realization. It was just like things had kind of been stewing for a while. And I hit a point where I was just getting pretty anxious, keeping it to myself, Um, especially being in college, having a little more independence and also being in a friend group of girls who were just kind of like boy crazed. And the topic of every conversation was like, if you had to date a boy on our floor, who would it be? Like, which one of these guys is the cutest? Like, who are we going to make out with at this party? Oh. And I was always just kind of like skating around. None of them. <laughs> and that's really exhausting. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, Zach on my floor, who was always just kind of like my go-to answer. Like, oh, I think Zach is cute. Um, but Where's he yeah, at I, What? 
where's Zach at now? Zach is uh, skateboarding somewhere. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I called my older sister first to come out and then told some friends at school and it was just kind of a gradual thing from there. Um, but yeah. Oh, nice. Very cool. Okay. My last question. It's definitely not as, um, emotionally challenging as (laughs) a coming out story. Um, what are your favorite queer books right now? I have two more kind of academic books that I have been working through for a while. One of them is called Captive Genders, Trans Embodiment and the Prison Industrial Complex. Um, Really good kind of collection of different perspectives and stories and uh, articles and such. And then another one is called Black on Both Sides, A Racial History of Trans Identity by C. Riley Snorton. It was uh, one that a college professor recommended to me. Um, And it's, that one's pretty dense. So I've been working through it for a bit, but very informative, very interesting. Um, And then a fun one that I started recently uh, that my girlfriend found is called River of Teeth by Sarah Gailey. It's a sort of just fun Western novel uh, about people riding hippos instead of horses. And there's queer characters. There's a really like seamless non-binary character included, which is kind of hard to come by. Um, So that one is a blast so far. It's just very, just kind of like chaotic Western energy. I never would have gotten like fun Western from River of Teeth. It's it's the hippos. They're all riding hippos, hunting hippos. (gasps) Oh, okay. I get it down. Yeah. All right. You got me there. I know. (laughs) All right, so just wrapping up this episode, we are going to talk about our favorite queer things this week. Um, And I'll start us off this time. My favorite queer thing this week is the correct amount of sertraline pills that my doctor finally prescribed me. (laughs) Um, Listen, that's very important, Taryn. Um, I uh, switched doctors and he picked their he has been sending me the wrong amount of pills so i essentially had to get like two refills a month it's been really annoying um that's homophobic it very very and it was like (laughs) making me go outside twice homophobic definitely Um, yeah (laughs) and you know it's good that my doctor actually listened to me and i but i'm still probably gonna get a new doctor because he's terrible so Mm. queer thing this week is finding a new doctor and the correct amount of anxiety medication i'm taking (laughs) Added what to the queer canon. Um, <laughs> yeah, my queer pick that I want to highlight is Riesling Wine. 10 out of 10, we love. Cool. Uh, Riesling Wine is the best type of wine. It's a kind of like flowery white wine. Um, I grew up in the Finger Lakes in Western New York, which is like wine country, like almost even like more so than like Napa, California. Um, really? Yeah, it's just like one what of the best places that? to go for wine. Um it's the type of place where you go to like a winery and they're like, oh yeah, the wine that you're drinking, if you look out the window, those grapes right there are what it came from. Um, so everything is just like super local, super fresh and Riesling is the best and every type of it is delicious. And I've never had a bad one. So that's my pick. Shout out to Riesling. I love that your queer pick is just wine. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much for joining us this week, y'all. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye. Chicago Queer and Now is a podcast from the Chicago Reader. The 
City's independent, bi-weekly all-newspaper that's been keeping things free and freaky since 1971. The show is hosted by Adam Rhodes and Taryn Allen, produced by Brianna Wellen, and edited by Adam Rhodes. It features original theme music by Richard Brazil, voice work by me, Kirk Williamson, and show logos by Taryn Allen. Reach out to us at cqn at chicagoreader.com, follow us on Twitter at ChicagoQueerNow, and support this podcast and the rest of the Chicago Reader team by going to chicagoreader.com slash donate.